0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sci-Fi Unchained. I want to take this time to invite all of you to follow our social media. It's really easy to find us, Sci-Fi Unchained, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Pretty much, I I just post a bunch of funny memes, (laughs) Uh, pose a few questions, uh, things like that. Uh, it's, It's just me talking with all of you guys. That's all. So... Be a part of the conversation, head on over to all of our sci-fi unchained social media and join in. All right, let's get this episode cracking. So what I wanted to talk about for this one is government, Uh, specifically science fiction governments and how uh, they are telltale signs of how our own governments will look in the future because I firmly believe that science fiction is only fiction until it is not Um, I mean look at everything that was in the science fictions of the past that that is reality now right Uh, Skype certain uh, medical proceedings uh, innovations in um, like deep sea technology uh, and how how we uh, better understand the the human neural pathways and the brain. Nowadays, we we have a much in depth understanding of uh, human physiology now uh, than we did say thirty or forty years ago, when all of that would have been considered science fiction. Hell and Demolition Man. They, they have Skype, (laughs) they, they have FaceTime and that was considered science fiction. And it's what we have now. Um, they also said that Taco Bell was gourmet Mexican and that it, that it won the, uh, the franchise wars. (laughs) Well, if you look on Taco Bell's website, they tout it as gourmet Mexican (laughs) Um, uh, so yeah I, I love little fun details that science fiction throws at us like that. But anyway, so I've been kicking around a couple of good examples of um sci-fi governments that our world is headed towards. Now a a, a big leap here is space travel. The world needs to come together as a whole so we can develop viable much easier and uh, much more accessible space travel Uh, it should not take us six to ten years to start a project and then get it into space it should take us maybe a, a couple of months ideally or even less right so we're going to need a lot of innovation uh a lot of resources geared towards that end um we'll we'll need streamlined methods of production um but there's so many things standing in our way of course all of the world's problems do just that um and his, historically, there have been huge things tripping us up, right? World Wars, the burning of the Library of Alexandria, uh, the Dark Ages. It's, it's actually thought that if the Dark Ages did not happen, we would be a spacefaring civilization right now. Which is really very sad. Now, why do we need to get into space? Well, a big reason is uh, resource management. If we can import resources from off planet, there will be no or little to no reason to harvest this world's resources at all. Um, So that will mean less deforestation, less pollution. Um, We will stop harming the ozone Um, less uh, animal species would go extinct. Uh, It'll just be better overall. And we'll be at a point where we can treat our world much better because we don't have to utilize her resources as, as often. So another reason is um, for basic understanding, right? Uh, we we are curious by nature. It's in our it's in our genes to be curious to venture out and find things and figure things out. Well, we know that there's so much that we don't understand, but we don't quite know what it is. We I I, I think as a whole. Humanity is um, much like Socrates, right? Uh, when when his village asked him who the wisest man is, uh, he says, "Well, I'm an idiot, and I know I'm an idiot <laughs> because, but I I am smart enough to know that I don't understand a lot, and I know what I don't understand." So his, his village touted him as the wisest man because he realized that there was a whole bunch of stuff he he just didn't get and he was humble enough and smart enough to admit it. Gotta get off on tangents so easily. All right. So what what does humanity need to do? Well, we need to come together as a unified people um and how the world does that is through uh, ideally a single either a singular government or at least a singular governing body like the UN but better <laughs> and, and it actually can get things done right so we have a couple of examples of uh, lower tier technologically advanced universes that, that we can use as jumping off points and then we can see where we go from there. So a couple of them would be say uh, the civilization from the, uh, the Amazon Prime show, The Expanse, Their level of technological sophistication doesn't seem too far off from ours. So it's not without reason that in 100 or 150 years we would be at that level of sophistication. Uh, They've colonized Mars. (laughs) Mars. They've colonized Mars. They have colonized this uh, asteroid belt that's in the solar system, and they they call it the belt. Uh, it's it's a big mining operation that's kind of pseudo governed by this company, and, that, and that's a whole nother civilization. Um, let's see. Then there's say the UNSC from Halo. That is a worldwide governing initiative, um, and their, their first priority, at least in its inception, was to, uh, expand earth's mining operations and resource gathering like we would need. And, uh, from there, the, the first human covenant war happened. Um, we were we were able to repel them and um, yeah I mean it, it worked out really well for us uh, so it's not so much a, a universe that's solely focused on its militaristic aspects uh, it, I mean if if you see any other part of halo which it doesn't really go- i mean the books might but it doesn't the universe doesn't really go into all of the other say societal economic or scientific aspects uh, that populate that particular universe but tangentially we can look at say their cities um they their people that are kind of mentioned off to the side uh, we have the say the anthologies and everything um like the forward unto dawn miniseries and whatnot so the people seem not nationalistic but sort of like starship troopers where they're proud to be centered around the military um, in a in a like, this is just how society is, but there's no malevolence about it. There, there's no Nazi esque uh, undertones in the society. It, it's, it's much cleaner than that. So, I, I think that that would be perfectly fine. I, I, almost desirable, really. Um, speaking of Starship Troopers. Uh that's a dark way we could go. Um where we we find this alien quote unquote enemy that no one really understands, but it's up to the government to tell us what they're doing and what they mean. So it's up to the government to decide, hey, these are the bad guys, we're gonna go kill them, and we're going to um Hyper advance our technological innovations so that we can go and kill them. So that'll be the driving force behind our technological innovation. And that's what's going to fund everything and be able to, uh, and have us be able to um, colonize where we need to. And everything, it's all going to be based off of a big war machine it's it's gonna be post-world War II America but fascist <laughs> um, let's see we could do the Terran Dominion uh, the the uh, United earth Directorate and and how they solved uh, their uh, their problem. They they loaded up all of their uh, all of Earth's prisoners on these big colony um, prison ships and launched them off into space. So they got rid of all their dissidents, all of their malcontents and criminals. And all those people got into the Koprulu sector, landed on a bunch of planets, colonized them really quickly. And set up shop. I I think it was over the course of a hundred years. Sounds about right. I, I know they weren't there for like thousands of years. They they were they were there for a very short amount of time. So we could do like the uh, United Earth Directorate. Um. Why do we need to be? so unified well i we we can't have all of our modern problems getting in our way constantly right we we need to actively fight to end things like uh sexism and racism and uh classism especially because that's i i think that Classism is probably the the more real driving force behind everything, but it, people conflate those three sometimes. Um, and it, there, there's a whole bunch of classic literature that, that I could point to. Uh, George Orwell being the main one, I think. Um the main source of classic literature to, to suggest that classism is probably the, the biggest root of, of our, of our modern day issues. So we get rid of those and people aren't fighting each other. So they, they can come together towards common goals, right? Ideally. Um, speaking of ideally, the, Far off into the future, maybe another four or 500 years, uh, the Star Trek Federation. Ideally, that's how we would end up. Um, they are a, um, they are set up to where their main focuses are scientific innovations and study and exploration, um, political outreach, making life generally better for people, Uh, and they do seem like they have a uh, utilitarian approach to everything. I mean, one of their first directives is to, I think it's their prime directive, is to not interfere with underdeveloped cultures, which they come across all the time, but they also break that rule all the time. (laughs) Um, And they interfere a lot. But it is often to save those people's lives. So, yeah, they get a pass because of ethical, moral reasons. Um, On the other end of that spectrum is the Imperium of Man. So the, the human empire from Warhammer 40K headed up by the Emperor of Mankind. This would be hellish. <laughs> a nightmare. Not only... I, I'm sure every citizen in the Imperium of Man is either a soldier, in in some regard, or a support scientist. Uh, one of the subhuman species that serves the Imperium of Man is pretty much slave labor, but there's also those that, you know, that little detail of a thousand souls being sacrificed to the golden throne to keep the emperor alive. Uh, It's either every hour or every day. I'm not sure, but the Imperium is massive. It's a million worlds strong and the emperor of man can control all of this uh, through his incredible psychic power. Um, he he can he can influence worlds really really far away uh, by brushing up and, and controlling minds of certain individuals. But the closer in proximity to him, if it was say on their capital world, he could shatter and erase people from, from existence. He could focus, he, he's like Cerebro on super steroids. He could, he could shatter some, someone, um, shatter their mind, their body, tear them apart if you wanted. Um, so, not only are all of their soldiers uh, are all of their people soldiers, but they're also heavily surgically and mechanically augmented, right? So all of the, like the space Marines, they all have several hearts and lungs. Uh, they have this added organ that filters out, um, toxins and poisons. I think their, their senses are, um, Heightened, like super heightened, so they can see really well, hear really well. Um, And I'm sure, I I think all of this is done through advanced intense surgery. And that's done to billions, literally billions and billions of uh, space marines. And that's the entire imperium. (laughs) Um, is is just war, slave labor, and in caste systems, it's crazy. So that that would be the nightmare scenario that we could end up in. Uh, ironically, in most of these uh, governing bodies, the symbol of the eagle is used in some form or fashion. And iconography is huge, Uh, not only in these scientific universes, but in our real world today, right? Iconography has been a a big deal for hundreds of years. I mean, um, well, let's take the eagle. It's been used by us. By uh, by civilizations and governments as powerful and as old as Rome, um, so that that's another key thing I think to uh, remember going forward with what sci-fi can show us is the importance of things like iconography and uh, setting. Each other's differences aside to come together and, and forward innovation and progress um, that will that whose goal is to empower the human race to be a spacefaring civilization. Because we need to be. We, we need to get off this planet <laughs> for so many reasons. One of the main ones being it's, it's really stinking cool. <laughs> and I, I, I want us to get into space so bad. I'm with Elon Musk all the way, man. Uh, so that's all I have for right now, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And stick around for more Sci-Fi Unchained. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends. And may the Force be with us all.